0: Welcome back, everybody, to yet another episode of the what's turning into the Bi-Weekly Wilson. Um, you can email the pod at weeklywilsonpod at gmail.com. We're not going to change the email just because we're falling off of our routine. Still Weekly Wilson. I was thinking about... Well, i got to finish the intro before I start talking. I'm Brian Wilson. And You're I'm Jay Wilson. Wilson. <laughs> um, yeah, duh, that one was bumpy. But yeah, I was thinking about when we called it the Weekly Wilson, I didn't realize how much of a commitment we were making to like keep it weekly. Yeah, and what occurred to me is that I feel like, I've, I haven't actually checked, but I feel like we've stopped receiving like hate mail when we miss weeks. Yeah. Which is leading me to believe that we've lost confidence. Yeah, we've established a lower standard for ourselves. We've just breached the trust enough times. Yeah, I think it's okay. Yeah, I think it's fine. Last week, Jay came to Wilmington to visit Sydney and I, um, Sydney and me, in Wilmington. Did I just say Wilmington twice? I'm not on my podcast game right now. Yeah, dude, you're really just (laughs) mailing it in today. But yeah, so he visited us. We hung out all weekend. He stayed Monday, so we did not record Monday, and we said, let's just skip this one. Who needs it? Yeah, I feel like it was interesting. We never really said it. But uh we just kind of skipped it. Like usually we talk about it when we skip. But this one we both, I feel I feel like we both just felt defeated. Yeah, that's a good point. We are <laughs> even we are accepting our lower standards to ourselves. Yeah. That's where it all starts. But you know, just got to get back on the horse. Yeah. So I did last, I guess two weeks ago now, I wanted to talk about weddings because, you know, me and Sydney are engaged now. I don't know if you guys missed that, but we've been, w- <laughs> we've been doing a lot of... Shut up. We've been doing a lot of wedding planning things, and <clears throat> I wanted to talk to talk about them, but now I feel so far removed, like the wedding's basically planned now. Is it? No, not really. We do have a venue. We put a deposit down on a photographer. Um and then I think there's one other thing we might have done, but I can't remember. Is it like dropping like a big bomb basically. Basically. if you tell me the venue? Like I feel like I would hung out with you guys for a whole weekend. And well, no, if I it. say if if I say the venue on here, then it's like everybody's just gonna show up, you know? Yeah, they're gonna start like camping there, just <laughs> waiting. No, it's just like it's a place that's obviously meant to be a wedding venue. Um, like 20 minutes outside Wilmington. Ah, you got like a got like a nice field. Got, like, a nice little fireplace, um, hmm. a building with a, a building. roof. Yeah, just in case there's rain. You got one of them fancy ones with the roofs. Yeah, it's really funny. They put the building in one spot, and they built the roof way over in a different spot. And I was like, what's the point of this? Yeah, you either get to be saved from wind or rain. Not both. Yeah. <laughs> so we're just really crossing our fingers for weather that day. But, yeah, yeah that's where we're at. We're looking into caterers. We're looking into... Uh, like DJs versus bands, mm. all that kind of stuff. Well, you guys watch *How I Met Your Mother* together, right? Yeah. The band versus DJ debacle is. Right. Yeah.
1: You I could just meet want your future DJs wife if you
0: get a band. Huh? <laughs> is the moral of the story from *How I Met Your Mother*? Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> well, so... no. Who would be? It'd be your one of your friends. Yeah. Yeah. I'll take that chance. Anyways. um, Yeah, so have you run out of steam to talk about weddings entirely? Is that what we're saying? Um. Well, I wanted to talk about just weddings as a whole, like as a ceremony and a concept in today's society. Okay. And how they're really just like the worst idea ever and no one should have one? No, that's not actually what I think. Um, But I have put no forethought into it. And I feel like I I have this conversation with a lot of people and I feel like it's kind of beat to death. Yeah. So I'm willing to skip it if you are. Or we could just high level real quick. Because I had it as like a topic (laughs) that we would talk about for the whole episode. But I don't feel like I have a whole episode's worth of opinions at this point. Well, that's why you have me, Brian. I can talk about nothing for however long you need. Okay. You know what? Let's dive in. <laughs> yeah. No, I think we're good. So, I mean, I think you have a lot of the same opinions as me. where it's So we're not like catching up wedding. at all. <laughs> we'll we'll do it in reverse order this time. All right. We're, bold. We're, just, we're picking up where we left off the last episode. What to talk? Did you hear it when I said bold, my lip got stuck? <laughs> And And I said, like, vold. (laughs) (laughs) I did not notice any difference. (laughs) Well, nice. Anyways, Uh, weddings. Yeah, so my overarching idea is that, like, it used to be a religious ceremony. Mm -hmm. And, like, you're proclaiming your love to God and everything. But then now, I feel like regardless of what religion you are, or if you're religious at all, it's like you still have this wedding. And then there's a lot of parts of the wedding that just feel not right. You know? Yeah. Sorry, I'm a little distracted. There is a large uh, bass riff going on in the floor below me. I don't know if you (laughs) can hear it. perfect. So, that may be present throughout this entire portion. (laughs) (laughs) Alright. The the downstairs neighbors got the ones where they mounted the subwoofers directly to the ceiling of their unit. (laughs) I hate when they do that. (laughs) It really makes it tough to have a full to the brim glass of water next to your bed for the middle of the night. Wake up soaked. Um. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't think I was going to have that problem in this house, um, since it's a house, you know. But I think there's mole people living under me, and I think they did the same thing. No, the star-nosed moles are particularly rambunctious. (laughs) yeah because i think with their hearing range all they can hear is bass yeah so They're, they really go wild with it that's why all about that bass top of the charts is because it tore through the mole community <laughs> yeah i heard 85 percent of the listens and downloads for that song were from moles yeah <laughs> which is like absurd i love this bit this is perfect <laughs> And it's like I know I know none of those moles are religious. Or then still going. <laughs> I I saw the moles having a wedding in our front yard the other day and I was like why are you holding a religious ceremony to pro- proclaim your mole love? Yeah, if you're not even you don't maybe they worship a mole god. I don't know. No, they they worship the 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 upstairs people. They hear oh. your footsteps and they play back their their praises. interesting in the in the dulcet tones of megan trainor yeah um (laughs) all right so so we want to talk about mole weddings today um particularly why they have flowers because they can't see um (laughs) they can smell really well though yeah that would make sense what else do you think there'd be at a mole wedding brian (laughs) (laughs) um i can't imagine there would be um sunglasses as party favors no, they wouldn't really need those. I, I bet you the little disposable cameras would not be a hit because of the blinding light. You know, the flash mm-hmm. would probably really set them off. Yeah. Can they perceive light at all? Or are they just like... I think so. They have little tiny beady eyes. Or do they have <laughs> no eyes? Do moles have eyes? That's the real question I was trying to get to in this conversation. Because <laughs> the... The prime thing that people say when they say, well, what was the first thing you noticed about your partner is their eyes. Yeah. Do you think it's their nose? Probably. I mean, I bet if I was a mole, I could be attracted to another star-nosed mole's nose. It's a very prominent part of their body. I mean, if their name is the star-nosed mole, do you think it would be the like focal point yeah. of their being? They probably wouldn't wear veils either because what's the point? Yeah, no, nature veiled them permanently. Do you think they would put on, like, a really strong deodorant to cover their smell, and then, right when they walk down the aisle, then they wash off all the deodorant really fast, and then they smell them for the first time? They get a first (laughs) smell. They smell smell them for the first time. Well, I was just trying to think of what would make a mole attractive versus another mole. Do you think it's, like, all in the nose, or, like, how well (laughs) they can hear? (laughs) Well, the thing is a symmetrical nose, because we're naturally attracted to symmetry, would they perceive that the nose is symmetric? Using what sense? I, I guess I can't smell symmetry. I don't, if you put a plate can't. of cookies. I don't know about you, man, but I can't smell symmetry. If you put a plate <laughs> of cookies to my left, I can smell that it's to my left. And I imagine a mole would have a much stronger sense of smell. Like, have you seen the cartoons where, like, they go to, like, a dog? Or freaking Avatar The Last Airbender when they're riding that frickin' mole guy. Yeah. And they're trying to track down Team Avatar. And he's smelling and he sees all these paths and trails and stuff. Did they? He's seeing with his nose. That's the shrew guy. Yeah. That's a mythical creature. The sheer shrew, I think. Yeah, but, I mean, it's based in reality. You don't think a mole sees like that with his nose? No, because there are the large moles, and they were the vibrations guys. So they heard. Oh, they uh, the, the wait—is it like an electromagnetic thing, like sharks? No way. If it was electromagnetic, why would they have a star nose? I feel like they're seeing with their nose. I don't think they're smelling. Hmm. What? This okay? I've I've actually. Well, anyways, ex- I've exhausted the comedic content in my end with star moles. It's like I don't find it funny anymore. <laughs> okay. But I have reached genuine interest. All right. Well, yeah, the mole wedding that was in my front yard was actually um, a hawk just swooped down and really ruined the whole affair. The mole so, affair? The mole affair. <laughs> 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 we got to it. It took us about eight minutes. <laughs> so it wasn't funny either it was really just tragic well no any mole affair would ruin a mole wedding i feel yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) so that's kind of all i wanted to say about weddings um what'd you do this week (laughs) (laughs) yeah it was weird i thought i I looked at your notes sheet. it was weird that all your bullet points were about moles (laughs) (laughs) it's like i don't know where i'm gonna tie it in but i'm sure it'll come around Well, I could throw in a dough watch. I mean, I do have two since we missed a week. Okay. Yeah, so dough watch number one, it was, um, before I came down to Wilmington, I wanted to bake bread for you guys. Mm Mm-hmm. Because I was excited, you know? I feel like it's a good, like, housewarming gift. Yeah, I ate the crap out of that bread. Yeah, I don't know why I put all that crap in there, but (laughs) you seem to really like it. Um, (laughs) Yeah, once I finished with it, then Sydney actually ate the bread, but, you know. But, um... How long have you been eating poop? <laughs> <laughs> Brian? That is a joke that we cannot use out of context. <laughs> it's from a show. That's all I'm going to say. Um, But, so, yeah, I was not very proud of these loaves. Although, it's, like, hard to mess up the taste. So, that was all right. Yeah. but That's um, one of my takes on bread is the people that make it are always like, oh, this loaf didn't come out that well. And I was like, tastes like bread. Yeah. It's like, I feel like we love the thrill of the chase and like the technical challenge. It's like, it's Mm -hmm. like how in gymnastics, it's really hard to get a perfect 10 and that's why you you can keep the thrill alive because it's the, Mm -hmm. it's the chase, you know? So Yeah, yeah, that's why it's like this bread that I made, well, I can't mix dough watches. So bread from last time, I, uh, I thought that my starter was starting to be like active enough. Um, mm-hmm. Like maybe not in the rise and fall. A little bit, like not as much as I wanted, but like maybe I'd say like it would increase seventy percent in volume, okay. if that. Um. Wow, the downstairs neighbors are loud. It's. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I really hope it doesn't affect the audio too much, but we'll find out. Yeah, no. Everyone else will know by now. Because I don't even have. I'm not on the ground floor. <clears throat> it's like there's a whole unit beneath me. And it's still running out entirely by moles, <laughs> but not like a bunch of little ones either. These are humanoid moles. <laughs> Anyways, um, so where was I? The starter was doing well, but not great. And then I made my uh, dough with it, even though it wasn't doing all right. Because then another checkpoint is when you make the leaven, which is like a derivative of mm-hmm. your starter that should be like super active really quick and mine didn't seem to be um okay. so i made the bread anyways or the dough at least and then the with the way the timing worked out i like had to start my steps like later than i normally would because like i had to mix the dough after work and i would normally want to mix the dough around like noon or mm-hmm. like 2 um but after doing that i was like okay so if i actually want to like full force this bread i'm going to have to like be shaping the dough into loaves at, like, 1 a.m. or, like, 2. Yeah. I was like, and I got to the point where I was like, I don't think this is going to work. I'm just going to leave this dough sitting out overnight. (laughs) And, which is, like, I usually let it, that's the bulk ferment, and that's usually Mm -hmm. around six hours for me. And then I put it in the fridge. But then I just let it sit out all night. So bulk fermented for, like, 13 hours. (laughs) Oh jeez, and uh, and by the end there was a lot of gas that had like it was like it had ballooned out, definitely overproofed, and I was yeah. like, well, so something eventually happened, so I guess like that's kind of good. And I was <laughs> like, well, you know, I made the dough, I'm gonna bake it, so then I baked it, and it uh, yeah, it didn't rise, unsurprisingly, but uh, you know, I figured it would taste all right, it kind of did, um, mm-hmm. and we ate it. It was made out of dough and it was sour. Yes, if anything and more had, sour than average. I had a great time dipping it in my ramen juices. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I tried dipping some of my bread in my tea this morning. Ooh, how was that? Not good. Um, no. Okay. Wasn't, wasn't bad. I mean, tea's good, bread's good. It's not. It's just like neither was right. elevated by the other. Okay. It was just as if you took a bite of bread and then took a sip of tea. Yeah, it was. It tasted like I had bread soaked with tea. <laughs> yep. that's all I'll say about <laughs> it. Yeah. Um. But, yeah, that was that was dough watch 1.0. It was the first like bread I had actually made with this new starter that I cultivated on my own. Okay, and we were skeptical of this starter from the beginning, so. The fact that the first loaf came out edible at all is kind of a victory in itself. Yeah, and I was surprised that any sort of gas was released in the dough overnight. Um, But, yeah. And then, funny enough, after that, I, like, fed it a couple more days. Or, it was when I got back, because I fridged it right after I made the bread. When I Mm -hmm. unfridged it and, like, started feeding again, crazy activity. It's, like, going wild. (laughs) So now now we're where we want to be. Yeah, it just, like, I think... It's like the, the bread gods demand sacrifice, and that sacrifice is <laughs> screwing up one batch of bread. <laughs> yeah. Well, don't you sacrifice like 75% of the starter every time you feed it? Yeah. No, it's like the starter, if I do the quick maths, it's like I keep like 25 to 30 grams of starter, and then I add um, 100 grams of flour and 80 grams of water. So I add 180 grams yeah. to like 25 or 30, so it's like 200 some grams, and then I keep 30 every time. Wow, those are some greedy bread gods. Yeah. No, it's crazy. You can, I, Although I have found that you can, like, there's a bunch of recipes that you can make with, like, your discard is what you call the starter that you don't use. Mm-hmm. And um, one of the recipes, like, most of them are, like, weird, like, cookies that get really fluffy and stuff like that. Um, okay. But then there's one that's just like I saw this guy's just like, Oh, and and I found that you can use your excess starter and I was like, Oh, here's he's gonna pitch me his like leaven cookie recipe. And then he's like, You can pour it on the skillet and fry it up like a pancake. And I'm just like, Now that's something I could get behind. (laughs) Yeah, there you go. (laughs) So I've been making really sour pancakes every now and then. (laughs) Interesting. I mean, like potato pancakes are a thing. What what would you put on a potato pancake? That might be good on a sourdough pancake. Like I've been uh have been seasoning them with like savory things like spices and stuff. Okay. And then like you fry it up in like oil, so it's like kind of like crispy. Yeah. And like, yeah, it sounds like a potato pancake. It's like have you a had a potato very... pancake. Yeah, I had I had one at a Hoffer House. Hoffer House. Hoffer House. Dude, I got a Hoffer House story, and I got a cooking story. Oh, geez. Yeah, but uh, no, so the pancake is uh, not for the faint of heart, but geez, I it's, I, I also it really, really <laughs> tests your limits. Yeah, I felt bad. I like made a pan, I was in a rush one morning and I made the pancake and then I just was like, I don't have time to eat this. And I left it on the stove and I texted one of my roommates. And I was like, Hey, um, if you're, if you want to try something really weird, um, I made a like a pancake on the stove that was like from my starter. And I was just like, it tastes, like, really intensely like sourdough. And he was like, all right, yeah. And then I came back, and there were, like, a few bites missing from the pancake. And I was like, yep, yep. <laughs> well, I've got a good bread story, too. Can I get an intermission between Dough Watch 1 and 2? I was I was not going to unload on the other Dough Watch for, like, a decent chunk of time, I was thinking. Oh, like, like, I was thinking like two or up. three episodes from now? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm thinking we're going to do Dough Watch right now, and then Dough Watch again, like, 50-year anniversary. Okay. Well, my bread story is, you know, I recently went on that trip to Zion with uh, Sydney. Yes. And the day we were leaving, I was like, we're not going to have, like, any food when we come back from this trip. And we, I knew we were going to get back late one night and have to, like, we were probably going to be hungry and want to snack on something or eat something. And there was, like, no food. I was like, yeah. what? So I was trying to plan ahead and be like, what kind of snacks could we throw together? And I was like, well, we do have the ingredients like to make dough, which I'm obviously not as seasoned of a bread maker as, maker as you. Probably but a better had, pizza maker than me, though. Yeah, I, I do fast pizza dough. I don't do any fancy things. Um, but yeah, just like flour, water, sugar, salt, yeast if you want to let it rise. But I just left the yeast out because I was like, I'm just going to make dough. And my idea was fried dough balls. Because... I don't know about you, but I love just eating dough. Yeah, no, I did that too when I was little. Yeah, when I make pizza dough, just like flour, water, sugar, salt, mix it together, and you just eat it, you're like, this is good. (laughs) This is like like the epitome of you being a carbitarian right now. I know. I I still talk (laughs) about this to people. I'm just like, yeah, my brother went vegetarian, but he mostly just like buys giant bags of pancake mix and like potatoes. Yeah, but it's just, it's like sustenance with like a little bit of salt, a little bit of sugar. It's just, it just hits the right spot for me. I don't yeah. know. People probably think I'm weird. But I was like, I like eating dough. What if I just like fried this up a little bit? And obviously, um, it's like you put it when, if you put it in oil, then it's like you're making it unhealthy. But mm-hmm. I was like, I want this to stay kind of healthy. So I was like, what if I just roll up little dough balls, throw them in our air fryer? And I was like, I feel like I'm on to something. <laughs> <laughs> you, ever, you remember fire cakes? Did you ever hear about that? No. It was like in the Revolutionary War, when, like in times of like famine. <laughs> they would have like, yeah. they would mix water with flour and just put it over the fire until it like baked into a cake and then they would eat that. Yeah. I feel like that should just be acceptable food. Like it's a quick, easy snack. <laughs> it's yeah. not like it tastes bad. It's bland. It's not anything spectacular, but like, yeah, I'm hungry. I want food. It's something I can eat. Yeah. And that's kind of the situation I was in. I was like we're going to get back here and there's going to be nothing. So, roll up my dough balls, put them in the air fryer, forget about them. <laughs> I was like I need to check on these and make sure I get them out at a good time. Um, but I completely forgot. So they sat in the air fryer for 20 minutes and then I was like it it like went off the alarm and I was like, "Oh, the dough balls." So I went back and took them out of the air fryer and it's just all these little balls of like basically Like, what one of your sourdough loaves is like. Like, hard crust on the outside and then, like, crumb on the inside. Yeah. But they were, like, so small. So the crust to crumb ratio was, like, terrible. (laughs) And I just had all these, like, rock-hard bread balls. (laughs) Oh, my God. My, what I was picturing was not what it was. But I was eating them and I was like, I mean, it still just tastes like bread. Like this is what it's exactly what I expected. I was hoping it would be a little tastier, maybe a little squishier. I'm sure if I took them out sooner, it would be more like, I don't know. I was picturing something in the realm of like a falafel. Yeah. (laughs) And then when I was telling my other friend uh, Jovi about it, like halfway through the story, he was like, "Oh my god, did it come out like a donut?" And I was like, "Nope, not quite. (laughs) (laughs) Closer to a really stale bagel." Have you, okay, but not like, even a bagel, I, like, like really stale donut holes. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, I feel that like weren't sweet. <laughs> I would have like wanted to like season them a little bit, like add like some yeah. spices. that's the thing is you could like or like yeah like some garlic salt. I was picturing I guess bread sticks, but bread balls. Yeah. But it was yeah. not that. It was as if uh, a big loaf of sourdough like had babies. That's actually how you make sourdough starter. <laughs> yeah. You just harvest the babies. <laughs> yeah. Um. <laughs> so that was my bread experience. That was Dough Watch Brian edition. <laughs> I'm waiting. I'm real excited for the next edition. Yeah. Then I think when we got back from Zion, we were just really tired and went straight to bed and then got groceries the next day. So it wasn't a problem. So yeah. <laughs> so you never repeated the dough balls? Nope, I have not done the take 2, but I bet if I did take 2, they'd be better. Oh man. Uh, well, did I ever real quick before we move on to like the real uh, subject matter here in minute 27. Um did I ever tell you about peanut water? Peanut tea? Nope, I have not heard of this one. Well, you know, you're supposed to you're really supposed to rinse out the peanut butter jar. Oh, yes. You did tell me about this. Yeah, so, rinse it out with some piping hot water, and then you take the cap off and you get hit with the most welcoming aroma you've ever smelled in your entire life. (laughs) Is it? And you're trying to not take a sip on the whole trip from the sink. To the drain of the sink. <laughs> <laughs> it's a long walk, man. Yeah, man. I'm I'm pretty tall. Once I remove it from the faucet, it's closer to my mouth than the drain. You know? Yeah. I don't I don't know about you, but I prefer to rinse all my dishes in the upstairs bathroom. <laughs> really. But then but then I, I can't be dumping food into the upstairs bathroom, so then I gotta walk all the way down to the kitchen. Yeah. I believed the you whole- for a, for like way too long, considering I know that you don't have an upstairs. <laughs> but yeah what i'm saying is i i understand go on yeah so i took a sip one faithfully and since then it's come and gone but i'm always tempted to take at least one sip i've drank half the jar on a (laughs) on a a faithful night (laughs) what size jar might i ask like a regular size jar that time yeah you're getting a four-pound jar of peanut butter. <laughs> I'm drinking two pounds of peanut tea. <laughs> it's like it's warm. It's sweet. Peanut is a flavor I enjoy. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I don't know. It's like very aromatic. It's oh, man. I don't know. It's it's peanut butter tea. Yeah, in my mind. <laughs> and uh, I don't really know what to do with this. <laughs> I, I will say, per your recommendation, I did also try this once. Did you? Yeah, but I don't know if I the water wasn't hot enough or if the peanut butter ratio was off, but I was not. It's got to be like borderline too hot and like not <laughs> more water than you need, you know, like fill up half the jar. I will say I have never once been drawn in by the aroma and after having a sip, I was not drawn in for another sip. You got to open so. your mind, Brian. You really, okay, because you're expecting peanut butter. <laughs> is what you're expecting and it's different. I mean no, I was I was fully preparing myself for watery peanut butter. Yeah, no, you can't. Which which when I say watery peanut butter, it does not sound appetizing. Just think peanut tea, okay? And then <laughs> just just smell it and really lose yourself in the aroma. Don't prepare yourself. Just imagine you're like a blank slate entering the world knowing nothing. And somebody <laughs> hands you this hot drink. Imagine you're like in Ethiopia, right? And they, like, give you, like, <laughs> some, like, uh, like, just, like, a, like an uh, a artisan, like, teacup full of this, like, brownish liquid. Wait, I want to be clear. When you say Ethiopia, just, like, a place that I've never been and don't know much about. Yeah. Culture-wise. Like, just, you're in a, you're in a faraway land. And they okay. hand you a piping liquid that's, you're just like, oh, this smells like peanut butter. That's fair. Like you would be so comforted being in a completely foreign space by the scent of peanut butter that you'd be like, let me try this. Oh, it's hot. It's comforting. It's warming me. Yeah. Imagine you're like in Siberia. Yeah, that's that's it. <laughs> okay. And you piping hot <laughs> cup of peanut. Yeah. And I mean I mean that's the reason that I tried it in the first place is because I'm I'm willing to try anything once. Yeah. Like, oh, Jay said like hot water in a peanut butter jar is good. <laughs> I mean I'm not gonna just say that's disgusting and write it off. It's like one person thought it was good, so maybe it's good. That's what I appreciate about you. Yeah. Is that what you appreciate about me? Yep. Um. All right. Pause. I'm gonna go pee. <laughs> Are we allowed to pause? Yeah. I. I mean, if we call out the pause, it's a lot easier. I just gotta make a note. Well, since you're and then we gotta be really good about picking it back up. Well, since you're probably gonna forget, I'm gonna leave little Easter eggs for the listeners. Okay. Oh, what to say what to say just me the microphone Brian's empty office the mole people throwing a rave beneath me you know in hindsight the mole thing went on a little too long I'm gonna just Google some star-nosed mole facts um, yeah there we go um star-nosed mole Special sensory motor organ. Extremely sensitive star like structures covered with minute touch receptors known as Eimer's <laughs> oh organs. Oh boy. The nose is one centimeter in diameter with roughly 25,000 Eimer's organs distributed on 22 appendages. Eimer's organs are the first described. What? Alright, so we left off on uh, that's what I appreciate about you. You know, right, I'm like, lost. I'm lost in star nose mole Wikipedia, man. <laughs> we can just stick an ad in that gap, and then it'll be seamless, and we'll just pick up our next conversation right here now. Yeah, or are we circling back to star nose moles, dude? Honestly, like we might need to do an episode where we like really think long and hard for a whole week about like the animals we think are cool, and then just talk about them. Okay. Yeah. Should we start doing themed episodes? I don't even know. And then the episode. Scotty, after you write that, that one down in the idea book. But the episode after that we can only talk the way that our mole, the way our moles the way that our animals would talk. So it's like get animals. three animal sounds. <laughs> the way our animals would talk? Yeah. Can I pick parakeet? Yeah, so you'd have like parakeet and then like zebra and orangutan. And then I would be like Starnos Mole. Giraffe and turtle. Tell me one sound you would make. (sighs) (laughs) Okay, that's fair. (laughs) And then for (laughs) a mole, I'd (laughs) be like. Giraffe, I'd be like. I feel like they're a wild card. Like they're like a fox or something. You know, like it doesn't match the animal. So, like. No, it's that's like. A, <laughs> <laughs> what, what you song know what box make, dude? They're wild. It's like yeah, high pitched like, laughing. Ring ding ding da, ding 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 ring ding ding. <laughs> it's a pretty hype song. Um, yeah. Anyway, mountain goat would be a good one. you be like Wah! That'd be a good one. <laughs> <laughs> like ah. <laughs> See, Brian, now we can't cut out the dead zone. <laughs> I know. <laughs> we, looks like it's staying. <laughs> Alright, Scotty, leave it in. Um, but Did I tell you, in the most recent Minecraft update, they added mountain goats, and they make, like, mountain goat noises, but then every once in a while, they'll make the, like, screaming goat noise. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Minecraft. Minecraft just, like, endures and chugs along with references, like, six years behind humanity. Yeah, they want to always feel like it's an old game, I think. Yeah. <laughs> Man, they're on some, like, three-dimensional chess games. Uh, just, I can't wait until uh, 2027 when they introduce coronavirus. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Into Minecraft. It's gonna be a rough one. Did you see the meme that I sent you? Which one? It was, like, Delta tweeting. Oh, yeah, I just saw that <laughs> right before we started recording. <laughs> it was, like, Delta tweeted, like... Hey, to whoever named this strain Delta, screw you. And then yeah. uh, Corona tweeted back at them. Being, they said, welcome to the suck. Yeah. <laughs> it was just goofy. Um, nice okay, but do you want to talk about weddings at all? No, I think we covered it. All right. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you have Doe Watch 2.0? Yeah, well, shoot. We could roll right on Doe Watch 2.0. <laughs> Um, Has it been long enough? So that way your dough watch is sandwiched between my two dough watches, much like a sandwich. Ooh, a dough sandwich. A a dough sandwich. Oh, God. That's what I'm going to try next. (laughs) I have Sydney, sorry, we don't have a lot of food. Let me see what I can throw together. (laughs) I was, like, so into this cheese pizza that I made yesterday. Well, I didn't make it. It was, like, a take-and-bake situation. Mm Mm-hmm. Um side note, all these Take and Bake 5 cheese pizza smacks. Like the dough is like oddly like it's like almost it's like barely sweeter than normal pizza dough. Okay. But like not like a sweet thing. It's like just slightly sweeter than regular pizza dough in yeah. my opinion. And it's like it's got a good bite to it. Like you always say like you want your pizza to be biteable. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's got a good bite to it. Okay. That's what I was thinking. I remember thinking, is that something that, like, a pizza review guy would say? Like, it's got a good bite to it. It sounds like it. But uh, isn't a bite, like, the aftertaste of a drink? Or, like, when a drink kind of slaps you in the tongue? Speaking of when a drink slaps you in the tongue, you ever heard of Clamato juice? (laughs) Yes. It sounds familiar. It's like... Clamatos. Yeah, it's, uh... Isn't it, like, a Mexican thing? It's tomato and clam. Ooh. Oh, oh wait, so clam and tomato put together, clamato. clamato juice. Huh. But there is an alcoholic drink that you make with it, and I it has a Hispanic name that is way cooler. And then Okay. There's a like a more generic like y name that like is a derivative of a Bloody Mary. I okay. forget. But uh anyways, it's like you mix clamato juice with like Um, it's like 50 50 that and light beer and then like hot sauce yeah i remember yeah i remember i'm on board for this man (laughs) i remember a guy in berkeley telling me that like those were his hangover cure really yeah like with the beer in it (laughs) dude i need to try one apparently they're like really popular like it's a thing Yeah. I I wasn't able to get behind Bloody Marys. I failed on Bloody Mary twenty twenty. Well maybe we were just missing clam. (laughs) Yeah, maybe clam was the missing ingredient. It wasn't it was not lime peel. We confirmed (laughs) that. (laughs) Yeah. Maybe it was clam. I don't know, man. I I do love a good Bloody Mary. Um, but I was thinking about I was like just ravenously devouring this cheese pizza with a side of my home baked bread and I was like this feels like a lot. It <laughs> <Yeah, laughs> was like inflating slowly before bedtime. Like it was like right before <laughs> bed too. Oh boy. <laughs> yeah. How's the uh, how's the size and price of the oldie pizzas? It was I, I feel like they've caught my attention many times in the past. It was like 3 or 4 bucks and uh-huh. like one of the larger pizzas I've seen. Okay. How how many sittings does it take you to eat one? So I think I ate three or four last night. Pizzas? Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> no, three or four slices last night. I assume so it's an quick. eight slicer. Um. Yeah, I, I cut it into eight slices. But um, like just recent, just now I ate three slices, and I am I'm full.
1: Okay. Like it's a so like, it's a
0: hefty pizza. Half a pizza at a time. Okay, wow. So that's like three or four bucks for two meals. I'd say three, because I still have two slices left, and like I don't need to add that much to that. Ooh, baby. Yeah. No, it's that a might deal. be a game changer. It's a, I. am a fan. Um, but listeners take note. Yeah. This is a Wilson endorsed deal. It sounds like. And the hot tip: buy a cheese pizza and add your own toppings. Um. Oh yeah. There was like an ultimate veggie guy pizza for like six seventy something. Mm-hmm. I was like, "Or you can hop huh, on over huh to the that noise. section and get a get an onion for twenty cents." Yeah. I'm like, "Cheese is the most expensive part. Give me the five cheese for three fifty or four something." Yeah. Yeah. But uh. Cool. Yeah. No, that was. No, I feel yeah. like I'm just like amorphously drifting from story to story that I had throughout the week without like. A goal in mind, but I think I've that, hit that's almost everything I think, that I wanted to talk about. That's what I think the podcast should be. I know we've had some baller transitions in the past. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I feel like this is more conversational. Yeah. yeah. I also really like when we critique the podcast as we're doing it. It's <laughs> we one do of our be- it's one of our higher rated segments. Um but I guess if I we're kind of shifting into me catching up with you <laughs> <laughs> I did do two D&D campaigns this week. And that okay. was Yeah, that was uh that was fun. It's good. I nice. liked it. Good. Good. And now wait, we're talking about starting up a third. <laughs> we're bringing it back, man. <laughs> After we we'll usually do like 8-9 sessions and then take a year hiatus and then we'll come back for another 8 or 9 sessions. So, yeah. we're coming back. Bringing back the OG campaign. It should be, should be, uh, should be interesting. That being said, we may also be changing the night that we record and post the podcast. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. tonight's the only night that everybody's free. Nice. (laughs) So, and then I was like, oh, but we have the podcast that night. And I was like, wait a minute. It's a podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I can move this. Well. Email. I think we've, I think we've covered a lot of ground here. Huh? Email? What? No. Dude, Uh, I had a banner weekend. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah, you did stuff. Yeah, I went home. Not home. I went to Cincinnati for uh, Mike's engagement party. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, so that was a lot of fun. Um, I have some highlights. Um, In typical My Friend Group fashion, we were like, okay, so we're all going to get there what was it, Friday night? Yeah. And then Saturday, what in the world? I don't know. The first night we were all there together. We were like, we're just going to have a chill night at a bar and just like hang out, have a couple drinks and like catch up. Yeah. Um, it we ended sounded up, not chill. Yeah. So it <laughs> was $6 pitchers, I think. So wow. we were just getting pitchers of light beer. And then when I got there, they were playing Kings at the bar. Um, so... Or not at the bar. At the table they were at. Whatever. They were playing Kings. So we just immediately got roped into a game of Kings. And I don't know if Kings always gets you that drunk. But we were drinking a lot. it, It kind of matches the enthusiasm of the crowd, I'd say. Yeah. So we got really drunk playing Kings. And then there was also, like, a really good DJ there that night. And, um... Of course, if you could guess what song got us all up on our feet dancing around, I want you to guess. Oh, jeez. What song would get that crowd on I'll your I'll give feet? you a hint. It is a song that Shipping off to Boston? Got- no, it wasn't that. Okay. Um, this is going to give it away, but it was the same song that got us up and dancing at the amphitheater when you were in Wilmington. Jeez. Oh, Oh wait, <laughs> it was a Wobble? Other. No, it was the Cupid Shuffle. Oh jeez, yeah. Yeah, when Jay was in town for Wilmington, nice <laughs> well, talking to you now. Um, we were all sitting on the lawn, just hanging out, and then they started playing the Cupid Shuffle. And Sydney like nudges me, and she goes, "Hey, do you want to dance to the Cupid Shuffle?" And like word for word, my response was, "I don't know. I feel like the Cupid Shuffle is kind of beneath me." <laughs> And then we got up and started doing it anyway. And then, you know, you gotta get, like, creative and, like, put your own little twist on it. You add your flavor to it. Flash to, like, two minutes later, and Jay and I are just going absolutely all out, flailing our limbs, doing the most ridiculous Cupid Shuffle you could ever do. Barely intelligible as the Cupid Shuffle. Like, the only similarity was that we were facing the same way as everybody else. Yeah. But also... Like we were the we were the seed that got the entire lawn up on their feet doing the cupid shuffle. So that was, was that like, happening oh. by the end? Yeah, like a ton of people joined in. Nice. It was like um, it, it was one of those circumstances where everybody wants to dance, but no one wants to be the first person to dance. Yeah. And then when you take two six foot plus noodle men, <laughs> where them start dancing. You know, maybe the reason that we bring so much hype to the to the crowd is because. We just, like, possess the same, like, inciting energy as, like, those things they put outside of car dealerships. <laughs> yeah. Everyone's like, ah, oh, nice. Like, we're celebrating something. <laughs> those guys are flopping all over the place. <laughs> yeah. it really just gets the people going. Yeah. Did we not talk about my weekend in Wilmington at all? Nope, not even a little. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's probably the most significant thing that happened. Yeah. Um. I mean, I did... Uh, best you in a manly drinking competition. Oh, yeah. 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 I've never been one... When it comes to shotgunning, I am I pick quality over speed. What does that and mean? Thorough. Huh? Yeah, you, did you see? That's why everyone thinks that I'm so cool is because I'm so thorough and so quick. Yeah. You're fast and thorough and sharp as a tack. Yeah. No, Brian... I've talked to you about the J. Wilson Shotgun Clinic, right? No. Oh. Well, I, I, didn't, I mean, perhaps I this is the, the best e-fight. format. <laughs> <laughs> is that a post-pod topic? Yeah, I'm just, that's probably not the all best right. to dive into it, but I've, just, I've determined a method. Okay, well stick around for the after show if you want to hear more on that topic. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, so that was the first night we all got together. We all got really drunk. And then... That was the second night. Oh, oh well, no. you're talking I'm about Cincinnati g- again. I'm back to Cincinnati. Yeah, <sighs> um, transport because then I think the next day was the actual. No, the next day was like an, a full day hangout, which I can skip that one. I don't think it. We played a lot of spike ball. Nice. Um, hung out and spike ball team for a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Like I have a <laughs> legit spike ball net now. Um, I guess and every then, fiber of Brian's being. <laughs> Yeah, but oh, what do I even have? Oh, here's a question for you. So I got put on blast by my friends. It got, uh, they called me a boomer because I had my ringtone volume on. Yeah, that's not a common thing these days. But it, where it do is you stand? My ringtone, honestly, even as we're recording this podcast, is probably on. I don't know where my phone is. <laughs> Bro. Um, um, my opinion is... That, so I used to just do vibrate when I was a young, a young buck, but I feel like these days, no, phones you're an old vi- steer. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like these days phones just don't vibrate like they used to. <laughs> what? <laughs> you heard me. It's cause they're not just like hard plastic, like rattling against every surface. Yeah. They used to be very like up in your face. Like when your phone vibrated, you knew, but now my phone just goes like, boom, boom. And I'm yeah, like, I don't know why we had those phone face holsters, but it was much <laughs> more apparent because it was, like, it would blur your vision. Yeah, when it vibrated against your forehead. <laughs> yeah. um, the no, vibrate but... just doesn't do it for me now. And I don't want to credit it to just the fact that I'm older now. Yeah. Oh, that was a borderline burp. Um, But, yeah, like, my phone went off and it went... Uh, and then Kyle goes, okay, boomer. And I was like, <laughs> what? <laughs> I think I think you know what it is. I've determined what it is. You want me to tell you? Do you want to be tell let in me. on the secret? Enlighten me. Or I Phones, don't know, is this going to be one of those ignorance is bliss moments? I don't know. I mean, just... Pho- no, maybe. Me. Phones receive exponentially more notifications than they used to. That's true. And... I feel like most people don't want to go through all their settings and set each one to not alert them. Yeah. But both you and I have kind of done that. I've turned off a lot of the alerts. Yeah, no. I think I only get alerts for, like, actual communication to me. And not even all of those. Like, some of the ones that I've deemed unnecessary. Like, uh, um, year-long hiatus D&D chats. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they just don't come through at all anymore. And, uh. You know funny enough, in that chat where you guys were talking about the um uh, Mike's weekend like bash, yeah um right after he messaged us like a day or two after I messaged him, "Wait a minute, I forgot what city do you live in right now <laughs> <laughs> and then when I went to go cancel later, mm-hmm. I saw that that message had never gone through, so then i <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I would That's have had to ask, need to cancel. Well, no, because I had already confirmed that I was going, but I saw that message had never gone through, and I, I was like, man, it would be a, embarrassing if I just got in the car and been like, hey, what state you in? <laughs> <laughs> where am I going? <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. like, oh, it's that far? I thought you lived in Atlanta. <laughs> yep. Okay, well, I'll run you through the last day of being in Cincinnati real quick, because I feel like that's where most of the highlights happened. Um. So... It started with the pool party, so we went to uh, Mike's fiancé, Morgan's house, um, where they have a pool, and we had a pool party. Played nice. a lot of spike ball, um, a lot of really good, intense spike ball. We're going to have some good spike ball games at the next Gorge trip. Me and Grant, were getting really excited. Red River Forge, um, bring your own hammer. Yep, you heard it here first. So... what? wait! What? What? What were the other names? Sorry, I I I am actually very sorry for derailing the story, but we had several <laughs> names that we thought, and I just want to... Was it... Because Red River Forge was there from the start. Yeah. That's the... But the tagline is what we were debating. Uh-huh. And it was like, strike while the iron's hot. Was that one of them? Yeah. Red River <laughs> Forge. Strike while the iron's hot. Bring your own hammer. Um. Bring your own hammer has Because <laughs> it's... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I can't remember any of them. I know it was a fun joke when we had it, though. Yeah. I mean, Bring Your Own Hammer really just encapsulates the energy of that crowd so well. (laughs) Red River Forge, now we're heating up. Yeah, like, heating up or, like, the fire's hot? Or, I don't know. I don't know. Man, none of them really keep pace with Bring Your Own Hammer. (laughs) That is, like... It's actionable, and it's, like, super hype, because we're all just going to yeah. show up with hammers. <laughs> we like we like to come up with titles and catchphrases for all of our meetings. <laughs> yeah, should we go through, because it was, Red River Gorge was, the first time it went, it was just, our- we were going to Red River Gorge. Yeah. And then Red River Gorge 2, Electric Boogaloo. I feel like that yeah. one's pretty straightforward. And then... But then RRG3, A Pirate's Life for Me. Yeah. And now Red River Forge. Yeah. I guess, you know, in hindsight, us just saying Red River Forge before we told them that it was the fourth time we were going. Uh Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, yeah, that doesn't really make sense. (laughs) (laughs) But now they know. Now they get it. Yeah. Okay, but sorry. So you played a lot of good spike ball. Yeah, a lot of spike ball. Got in the pool, hung out in the pool for a while. There was plenty of food. This whole time during the day, I was pacing myself because I knew it was going to be a long day and a long night. So I wasn't drinking. Like, throughout the whole day, I think I had, like, three or four beers over few (laughs) days. I wasn't drinking. I had, like, three or four (laughs) beers, max. (laughs) Over a course of, like, six hours. Yeah. Like, yeah. So then, because then I knew the next stage was to go downtown. And we went to Brothers, where we had more food and more drinks for a while. And then it was kind of, like, on the fence. There was going to be an after party back at the pool. Which I thought was a little excessive because it was like a half hour drive to get downtown and then a half hour drive to get back to the pool again.
1: Yeah. But
0: I was like, I'm game. We'll do it. So, but then a lot of people wanted to go to Hoffer House too. So it was like, are we gonna go straight to the after party or are we gonna go to Hoffer House? And then we ended up going to Hoffer House. So I think I had maybe get a like, liter of beer. <laughs> I think I had like maybe two or three more liters beer, drinks um, <laughs> at Brothers over the course of like two hours. So I was, like, I was like, okay, starting to warm up the engine. Yeah. And then we decided to go to Hoffer House. And I was like, all right, this is the last stop before the after party. And last call is in an hour. We got to get to do Donkey them. Brains right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I immediately get a liter and drank it pretty fast. So then I was feeling pretty good. I was like, now I'm primed. I'm ready for the after party. Um, but also, I was one of the few people pacing myself for this entire day. So, um, a lot of people were, like, drunk but still holding it together, and then there were a few people, Mike included, which, um, understandably, because it's his engagement party, was absolute donkey brains. (laughs) How was Nick doing? Nick? Nick, I feel like he was more donkey brains earlier in the day, and then kind of came back around nick in right my right eyes right. has always just been an unstoppable drinking force ever since i saw him drinking wine at our, our, our red river gorge 2 electric boogaloo i think it was uh-huh.
1: oh man what a He's titan an animal <laughs>
0: that was okay so nick moment his trademark move was so the first night we were at the bar and we were doing the cupid shuffle and got, I got a voicemail that we him. thought we were going to be and then he did his signature move where he has to like get up at five the next morning and drive to work or something <laughs> every time <laughs> every time I don't know how he does it he's a he's an animal yeah um a different breed, but yeah, so um the highlight of Hopper House was the fact that Mike went uh like clinked glasses with somebody else, you know like the sturdy mugs, yeah shattered it <laughs> oh really yeah it didn't shatter it but like glass broke off like it, they broke one of the mugs beer did, did go no flowing not really it was almost empty okay. um but uh a few of the more sober uh viewers like saw this happen and watched the bouncer like watch the glass get broken but the bouncer was like chill, He's like, I guess it happens, whatever, and he was just hanging out. But then the guy whose glass broke, like, looked around a little bit, and then, like, kicked it into the gravel, and was, like, trying to cover it up, and then the master was like, okay, and, like, came over and, like, picked up the broken glass. (laughs)
1: Like, oh, boy,
0: what a scene. Yeah. But that was the highlight of that. So then we went to go back to the after party, and I was like, yeah, after party, let's go! And I don't know how, I don't know how far behind our car got. Um... But we got back to the pool after everybody else. It couldn't have been that long. We all left at about the same time. Yeah. But by the time we got back, everyone was asleep. Nice. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I've been training for this all day. Yeah, nothing like a car ride to kill the vibe. Yeah. So I took a couple cookies and then we went back to Kyle's apartment and called it a night. Yeah, it's like you need some like major like gale force, Yeah. I would say, to... To really revive a, a gathering at that phase. Mm-hmm. But then, yeah, we got back to Kyle's place. I got to bed by about 2, not I bad. would say. Then I woke up at 3.45 to go to the airport. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> so I made it to the airport, flew back to Wilmington, and then had to play volleyball that night. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we did not do well. I was quite tired. <laughs> ah. That was my weekend, so that's all I nice. got. Emails? i glad to hear it. What? Emails? Dude, I mean, I guess we're skipping my second dough watch. <laughs> <laughs> I thought we... Did we not cover it yet? No, oh, man. I made bread frickin' yesterday. Oh, jeez. We're going deep. All right. <laughs> what, what time are we looking at? 56? Oh, yeah. I could do a dough watch in four minutes. All um, right. So, essentially this time, I had a lot of confidence going in. You know, my starter was super active. I was excited. Mm-hmm. And I had a full, like a free weekend so i could really zone in um so then saturday made my dough it was mm-hmm. looking good the leaven very active good good good, good on all accounts yeah good leaven okay. um but nothing changed i mixed the dough it looked fine um so then <laughs> i folded <it>. but then <laughs> I fridge it and then I wake up and I'm like, I woke up kinda late. I wanna put my bread in the oven sooner than I'm going to be able to after my long run. So I was like, Hey, roommate, could you preheat this oven like in forty minutes to four (laughs) seventy five? He was like, Yeah. And like I said that as I was putting my cast iron combo cooker in the oven. I was like, just It'll wait 40 minutes and then preheat it to 475. I'll be back and I'll put bread in the oven. Okay. All right. I don't know if I s- explained that thoroughly enough because then he said like he preheated it but then he was going to have to leave for work and I like, I, we both knew this. Like he said, I'm going to have to leave at this point. I was like, oh no, that's fine. Just You only have to wait 40 minutes and preheat. preheat it. But, um, but then I think he was really nervous because he said like, he like texted me and was just like mm-hmm. worried that I'd forgot because I like, I went for my long run and I didn't come back for like an hour 45 Uh Uh-huh. Or, like, give or take. But then I was like, oh, no, yeah, that was, like, just the cast iron. He was like, oh, man, I thought you were just, like, cooking the crap out of your bread. (laughs) (laughs) he saw this as I was, like, I had both loaves already, like, cooked well. So, like, to him, he saw, like, me put bread in the oven for, like, five hours. But then I had, like, two, like, decent-looking loaves of bread. (laughs) Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so I got some oven spring. Not a lot, but medium. What does that mean? So, like... It didn't just sit there and cook in its shape. It, like, rose. Ooh, okay, okay. Yeah. And that's good. Yeah. Not the most I've ever gotten. Not the greatest crumb. Um, Well, no. The crumb was good. The crust wasn't great. It was, like, oh. I don't know if there's something I did differently, or if it's maybe it's just because it's humid, but, like, um, it comes out of the oven and it's crispy, but then it got, like, not as crispy. Mm. And, like, I don't know if you've ever watched Ratatouille, the movie. I think I've seen bits and pieces. Well, to quote the main chef from that, not the guy who's the protagonist, but like the guy who's like in the commercials, like the, the, the good chef who's like idolized okay. by the main character. He says, You can tell what is it? You can tell the quality of a loaf of bread by Lacranche. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then he cracks the, he crinkles the bread. And that's like the best part. It's like the ASMR of the bread world. And I didn't okay. get Lacranche. Oh. But this weekend, maybe, <laughs> maybe. Stay tuned but, next week. Oh wait, I forgot. This was maybe I won't get it done in four minutes. But this yeah, was the quirky story on the clock. This was the quirky story of uh, Dough Watch this week. Was that I was like, okay, cutting the bread at Brian's house without a bread knife was horrendous. I can't go through that again. So I went to the <laughs> store to buy a serrated knife, and they didn't have any. Oh no, Kroger didn't have it. Usually they have a pretty extensive home goods section, but they didn't. So I was like. I don't have a serrated knife. I don't know how I'm going to cut this. And I was like, I guess I'm just going to have to use the chef's knife again. Chef's knife would not work, Brian. It's like, the minute I made slightly robust bread, cannot get through it without serration. It's like, impossible. Yeah. So are you saying you didn't have a bread knife at our house? Yeah. We we had two serrated knives, and one of them looked a lot like a bread knife. It wasn't a bread knife, but it was long and serrated. Did we though? We did. I'm positive. There's no way I could have cut through that bread without a serrated knife. I'm going to send you a picture of this knife after this okay, podcast. Okay, man. <laughs> but uh but yeah, so then I uh I tried cutting it with the chef's knife, it wasn't working. I was like this is to the point where it's not even that like I could just make it work and it's annoying. It's like this is not working. Like I can't cut this bread. <laughs> Um, but then I remembered, I have, like, a hacksaw <laughs> in my toolbox, and it wasn't, um, it wasn't, like, a hacksaw as you would normally picture it, it was, like, it just has the blade and then the handle, and, like, you slide yeah, yeah, the blade. Yeah. yeah. So, it, when you it's put kinda it like together, a... it kind of looks like a bread knife. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Only way floppier, and made for cutting steel. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, not steel, but like metal. It's like very fine toothed, which is not yeah, good for cutting bread. Yeah. <laughs> so I do it and it kind of works. But then I text my, uh, my uh, I was going to say my supervisor, Stephen at the lab. Mm-hmm. I text him and was like, hey, could you bring in a bread knife to the lab tomorrow? Because I was planning on bringing the auxiliary loaf for the office okay. books. And then he, like, I got the message th- this same morning where he was like, oh, sorry, I'm already at the lab. Like, I'll bring it tomorrow if it's still applicable. And I was like, ah, it's not applicable, Stephen. <laughs> <laughs> it's not applicable. <laughs> well, it's just I didn't want to wait another day because the bread would only yeah. get worse. Yep. So I was like, well, looks like I'm bringing the hacksaw to work. <laughs> so then I have my, like, cutting board and my bread set up on top and then, like, a little note that says, like, please help yourself. And then I say underneath that, Make sure you leave open side of bread down. Also, please don't saw through my cutting board. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, nobody sawed through the cutting board. By the end of the day, the bread was gone entirely. Oh, success. Yeah, no, I felt great. I was I had the biggest smile on my face leaving the office. I was yeah. like, if there's anybody that's not going to judge you for using a hacksaw to cut bread, it's definitely engineering grad students. Oh yeah, no, it's great because um, they're like a job needs done, and here is a tool that will do that job. <laughs> yeah, and there was like I cut it in half just to signify like, hey guys, this bread's active, like it's hot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and because um, <laughs> um, I was I was real worried that nobody would would eat the bread, especially being deterred by the hacksaw. But um, <laughs> but uh, and like I I took a slice. And then, like, the guy I was working with took a slice, and Steven took a slice. And, like, mm-hmm. so that kind of helped. But then I wasn't near the bread for, like, oh, most of the rest of the day. But then, mm-hmm. at lunchtime, saw a different guy from the office grabbing a slice of bread. And I was oh, like, yeah. hoo And then I came back later in the day, and it was, like, almost entirely gone. There was just, like, one crust left. And I was like, oh, I guess I'll, like, pick up the crust on my way out when I get the board. Go to my desk to, like, pick up my stuff. Come back. The crust's gone. Oh, man. I'm just like, ka-chow. And that's then awesome. You're going to be the one, bread guy. Yeah. And this cool guy in the office, he walked in as I was, like, picking up my stuff, and he was like, mm-hmm. wow, Jay, your bread was a hit. And I was oh. like, man. <gasps> <sighs> that's, all, that's all you need in life. Yeah, no. it's You really get the satisfaction of, like, I don't know. It's it's satisfying to cook something, and then people and then, like it. And eat I know, it. yeah. Like, I get it. Yeah. Yeah, oh. That's awesome. I'm happy for you. Thank you. Um, but yeah, so that was Doe Watch this week. Alright. We managed to make Doe Watch intermittently last the entire podcast. <laughs> yeah. No, this was a real like grab bag of the Weekly Wilson Classics. Yeah. Alrighty. Two emails. Time? You want the first one or the second one? Um, I vibe with the first one uh, more than you do, I think. Yeah, for sure. Um, wow. This uh, multi-tiling on... The email does not work. I'm going to go full screen. Okay. Happy Monday. Today is Monday. Oh, wait. This one is from Taylor. Happy Monday. Today is Monday, but it feels like a Sunday because of the holiday. Trying to prep myself in the house for the rest of the week, but definitely struggling with Sunday scaries and just want to sit on the couch and catch up on my DVR. Any advice from your own experiences? Hope y'all had fun and Wilmy together for the fourth. Thought of Jay as we stayed in Midtown Friday night for for the Peachtree. See y'all soon, Taylor. Oh yeah, um, before I launch into this because I definitely have thoughts on it, um, the Peachtree ten k. You ever heard of it? Yeah, yeah. Apparently it's like the world championship ten k. Really? Yeah, I like knew it was huge. I didn't know it was like that. No, like there's international athletes that compete at the Peachtree. Yeah, I knew there were, like, pros. Like, it's a yeah. pro-level meet. This is, like, is the it re- 10K. Like, it's the 10K to end all 10Ks. Okay. The road 10K, at least. Yeah. It's the road 10K championship. Huh. I didn't realize that. Yeah. Like, we're both I mean, really into really running, weird. and we never... I guess we don't follow road 10Ks a lot, but... Well, I mean, it's not like... I don't know. It's like with the, with the marathon, you have, like, the world majors. Yeah. But, like, there's not one that's, like this is the World Championship Marathon. Like, that would be the World Championships. I mean, kind of like Dubai. Or Berlin. London? I don't know. They're all the majors, I guess. Yeah. (laughs) But then, like, there is a World Championships Marathon. When they have the track and field World Championships, there's also a marathon. Oh, yeah. And then there's an Olympic Marathon. But, like, people don't really care about the Olympic Marathon as much. (laughs) No? Which is weird, because it's, like, one of, like the og events yeah but it's just like so many of the best people come from kenya and ethiopia and then at the olympics they can only send 3 so it really just dilutes the world talent it's like so the, the it's like the much. has the least depth of field yeah. for like most big marathons yeah that's the problem yeah. well that's the way the cookie crumbles, I guess, as far as the Olympics go. But uh, mm. sorry to just hone in on like one word of your email there, Taylor. Um, <laughs> speaking of the rest of it... Literally um, like an afterthought of the email. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I can definitely sympathize with Sunday Scaries. Um, and I haven't really come up with a good solution, per se. Um, the personal way that I deal with a lot of that kind of stuff is... I don't know a lot of the times I'll like just kind of feel generically gross and not specifically gross and the way I kind of cope with that most of the time I don't know if you do this is like for me it's like if I think about the things that do make me feel gross like so like if I just feel not good for no particular reason I'll generally attribute it to like little things that aren't actually stressors but I'll just kind of like assign it to that But Mm -hmm. then if I think of, like, okay, well, like, what's actually going on in school? Well, I have, like, this homework due this time this week, and then this homework due then, and then, like, these classes tomorrow. It's like, I do that all the time. I'm not too worried about that. So it's like, I kind of just start, like, picking apart what I actually have coming at me, Mm -hmm. and that kind of quells my worries sometimes. Yeah. I do a similar thing. I feel like we're both very, like, logic-minded, um... So, yeah, whenever I'm starting to feel overwhelmed or, like, nervous about everything coming up, I, yeah, same thing, break it down. I'm like, okay, so I have to do this, this, and this. Like, this will take this long. This will take this long. And then once you actually break it down, maybe even, like, write it down and look at it, you're like, Mm -hmm. oh, this isn't actually that much. Um, And then a lot of times I'll realize a lot of the things are just stuff that, like, I'm putting on myself that I want to do. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. you don't have to do these things. So those don't count. If I'm like, oh, well, there's all these vlogs I want to edit or this podcast I need to record or, like, plan for a and d session, it's like, those aren't actual things that need done. Yeah. So don't worry about those. And then it makes, it basically, like, shrinking the list and making the list manageable helps me. But then also, lately, my life has been, I'm either working all the time or basically not working at all. So I haven't really had problems with Sunday or Monday scaries in a long time. Yeah, another thing that I do is like, I don't know, sometimes it'll be like right towards the end of Sunday is when I'll get them, and then at that point, it'll be like, I might have like an hour before I need to go to bed, and I'll be like, starting to worry about stuff, and then I'll think, well, it's I'm not gonna get any of these things done in one hour, I probably wasn't even gonna start any of these things in this hour, like I was probably just gonna start to go to bed, so I was mm-hmm. like, oh, just like, you're free and clear for today for sure, like... And then if there's like, I don't know, if I have the ability to not like need to work on something in an evening, even like a weekday night where I'm feeling stressed out in particular, mm-hmm. like if I can realize that, oh, I'm for sure not going to do anything for the rest of the day, then I can sometimes like clock out and be like, all right, I am done for today. And then like, I can really just like, yeah, sometimes that'll hit the reset for some reason. That's a good tactic too. Yeah. And I feel like different strategies work, have different levels of success different yeah. times it kind of depends like, on the flavor of the situation yeah because there's also been times where it's just like i have sunday scaries and i can't go to them and then eventually i go to bed <laughs> yeah dude last night i woke up in a haze yeah <laughs> no i woke up with quite a violent start like a jerk yeah and it was because i was having a, a dream where like these weird like snake monsters were eating me i oh, don't know yeah and Then I like jerked really hard <laughs> I had a, a it was uh, alarming. Oh, sorry, I was just gonna say like I jerked to the point that Sydney woke up and was like, "Are you okay?" And I was like, "Yeah, I was just, just having a weird dream about snakes." And then I like, <laughs> went back to bed. <laughs> oh man, I uh. Oh shoot, uh, never mind. I'm not gonna. Talk. I picked up running shorts off the floor to try and wear them, and a, the biggest cockroach I've seen in this house crawled out of them. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> and I was like, ah! And then it crawled under my bed, and I was like, yeah, jerk. Because I didn't, I didn't gather myself enough to, like, I only gathered myself in time to get one attempt at stepping on it with my bare yeah, foot. I thought, I thought you were the cockroach. I was the conquer roach for all of these like little little bitch ass cockroaches that have been tormenting <laughs> my kitchen, but this was like a honking street roach. Oh boy, one of the one of the dog sized ones. Yeah, man. I, it was just, have to just wearing like, your running shorts like a hat. <laughs> it was gonna take like an aluminum bat or something, man. Um, but yeah, no. So I was uh, that was alarming. But then I, what was I doing? I saw him somewhere else in my room recently, and I was like. You jerk! And then I went after him and then he crawled under my bed again. And I'm just like, I don't have that much stuff under my bed. I don't know where you're going. But then I pulled out my backpacking backpack because that's like the main body underneath my bed. Uh-huh. And then, Full of cockroaches. Yeah, just it is a 75 liter backpack. There were 75 liters of cockroaches. <laughs> um... No, but uh, I pulled it out, and I was like, I don't see him. And then he made a run for it off of the backpack, and I was like, you jerk! And I had my shoe in my hand at that point, and I was like, gah! Oh, he got him. Then he, then he knocked over my dresser and kicked down the door. <laughs> I, I slammed the shoe on him, and then he immediately just like, Mr. Olympia, caught it. And he's holding it up with all of his <laughs> might, and I'm leaning further onto the shoe. <laughs> at one point, I'm balancing all my weight on one elbow while I'm pile-driving into the shoe. <laughs> And eventually he, he crumpled and died. Um, okay, good. Where were we? I'm about to read this second email. <laughs> nice. <laughs> okay. It says, Hey, Wilsons. This one's also from Taylor. Hope you had a wonderful week. Last month, In the Heights came out on HBO Max, and I am now obsessed. I totally forgot about that. I'm going to have to watch that soon. Yeah. I had never listened to the cast recording before watching the movie, and now I listen to the soundtrack and cast recording on repeat daily. When you hear new music, do you listen on repeat for a long time, or do you just do once through and then put it away for later? See y'all later, Taylor. See y'all later, Taylor. Um, what do you do? I think when the source of the music is a musical or a TV show or something like that, um, I definitely listen on a repeat. Yeah, especially if it's a musical, I think, because then I listen through the soundtrack all the time. Exhibit A, we just watched Inside by uh, this special with Bo Burnham on Netflix, and um, not all the songs clicked with me, but a few stuck, and I've been yeah. listening to those. I have had um, Welcome to the Internet stuck in my head on a loop for almost an entire week. Yeah, it's a... Uh, so many of them have stuck in my head at different points, like... The first time around watching it, and then mm-hmm. throughout the whole intermittent period between the second time I watched it with you, and now it's continuing after. Intensely. I'm really sorry. It's like, it's tough, man, because the one that's like stuck in my head right now is Problematic.
1: <laughs> I like, remember that I'm one.
0: problematic. Oh, I'm a problem. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, like, it's like a lot of weird like grunts and like sensual <laughs> poses and weird lighting, <laughs> and like a lot of sweating and like workout. Cuts. Oh yeah, I remember now. And it's just really dumb lyrics. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like why this one? There's so many like good songs from I know. For me it's Welcome to the Internet and Goodbye, which are both really fun to sing. Yeah. And I've not gone back because I don't want other ones to get stuck in my head. Yeah, no, that that's the cream of the crop. I was stuck on those two for a while, and you don't get it doesn't get better than that phase, man. Mm-hmm. You'll just slowly sink into white woman's Instagram and problematic. <laughs> I don't want Jeffrey Bezos. I don't want Bezos one to get stuck in. Bezos my head. one is a high point. After you fall from the heights of goodbye and to the internet, Bezos one is there to catch you. Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> It's so good. It's only one minute. Okay, here's. I was gonna. I'll roll right into how I listen to music. Um, because I'll do a similar thing if it's like from a soundtrack, like you. Mm-hmm. Um, like uh, when I first watched, um, what is it? Uh, Grace Showman. Like, I, I associate that phase with living in Wilmington too. But uh, mm-hmm. it's a. Uh, it's just yeah, something about the hype nature of like watching a something that like really gets. I feel like musicals have a lot of anime energy where like it's very it invokes oh, yeah. feelings within you. It's very visceral. Oh yeah. So then if you can get that you can hit that high just from like singing the song, especially yourself. Mm-hmm. Um which is just very fun. But then for actual music, oh man, I'm like talking through burps like an adult. <laughs> oh, um man. but uh like, when I add regular music, a lot of the times it'll be, like, a single that I find that I just mm-hmm. like and I add to my liked music. Um, most recently, the song that comes to mind is Lost Cause by Billie Eilish. Young William Eilash. Um, <laughs> but, um, what I've been doing recently is that those songs will then appear at, like, the top of my liked songs. And then what I'll do is I'll, like, when I play my shuffled when I go to shuffle my liked songs... Uh, especially on the browser, it doesn't shuffle immediately, you just have to hit play, and then you can activate shuffle. Mm-hmm. So then if I hit play, then the first song to come on is the one I've most recently liked. And okay. then if I'm really feeling it, I'll just queue up a few of like the ones that are there on that first screen with like the first like 10 or so songs that I've most recently mm-hmm. liked, queue up some of those that I'm really feeling, and then I'll let it roll right into the actual shuffle of the whole library. Okay. So then I'll like get that. like a, a higher density of the stuff I'm more excited about right now. Mm-hmm. See, I can't afford premium, so I'm not, I'm not able to exercise that luxury. Okay, Brian, <laughs> I hate to break it to you, but you are spending far more money on avocados per month than premium Spotify. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, you know what? Avocados add a lot, a lot more value to my life than like Spotify. If you would. skipped one week of avocados per month, you would have more than enough for Spotify. <laughs> I think you might be overestimating my avocado intake. I don't know if I am, dude. Every time I've hung out with Sydney, we've had avocados in the morning. Well, what? Am I supposed to just give up avocados then so that I can pay for music? No, you're supposed to give it to Spotify. (laughs) Anyways, my strategy is I have made my own separate playlist called Recent that anytime I like a song, I'll add it to that playlist, and then I keep like 10 or 15 songs on that playlist. So if I want to listen to songs that I've liked recently, then I'll shuffle that playlist. Okay, fair. But I have a harder time listening to individual songs that I like. They just stick way better when it's a musical or, like, an album. Because it's really easy to just shuffle an album when you don't have Spotify Premium. Because you can do that. That's the thing. Yeah, I've uh, gotten really excited about, like, certain, like, contemporary artists recently. Like, Billie Eilish is... I've never really been into her. But I'm, like, really starting to get into her tunes, you know? Okay. Yeah. But I'm really into her, like very most recent stuff like I am not a day one Billie Eilish fan Yeah. Um, not that I dislike what she came out with earlier but it's like I like a song here and there Mm -hmm. Um, mostly here but sometimes there Uh, (laughs) but but with like when you like old artists they're dead all their stuff's out you can check it out find which albums you like now I'm waiting yeah yep dude I Silk Sonic anytime I know, I'm so waiting for it. <laughs> like The single came out in what, like February? March? Yeah. What are they doing? Are they not done yet? Are they just waiting? I don't know. They gotta be done. They gotta be done. They're just blue-balling us now. Yeah. But, I guess, until next week, we're just gonna have to keep waiting. Yeah. Um, yeah, so are we, are we done, do you think? I mean, mm-hmm. you're going to bed pretty late already. I feel bad. It's okay. I don't yeah. need to sleep. You're at Wilson. Yeah. It's not like I'm trying to catch up from my two-hour night of sleep a couple nights ago. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Well, thanks for coming on, Brian. Anytime. Next week, uh, we'll be bringing on a different host. <laughs> <laughs> Next week's episode will probably be released a little later because we're going to be playing D&D when we usually record. Oh, yeah, so we might switch to either... Well, you know what? We can pull the audience. We can either go to a one-week delay and still release them on Tuesdays, or... (laughs) Well, I'm thinking D&D might become a regular thing. You never know. Yeah, but if we went to a one-week delay, it doesn't matter when we record. We could record on, like... You know? Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, I see what you're saying. We can't just skip a week, though. That would be unprofessional. Yeah. What, like, do we even have a podcast at that point? You know um, what? Just, su- just just subscribe and you'll get an alert when there's a new episode. Maybe. I don't really know. You know what? No. We gotta give reliability. That's one of the top things people want in a podcast. I'm calling, throwing the gauntlet down on Wednesday. Alright. Tune in. Open your podcast app Wednesday for a new episode of this podcast. Beer Biscuits. <laughs> Alright, um, yeah, so thanks for sticking around. I know this one was a little weird. We talked about moles for a while. Um, (laughs) but, you know, another, another week, another Wilson. That's what we always say here at the office. (laughs) you can email the podcast at weeklywilsonpod at gmail.com. Uh, check wherever you get your podcast on Wednesdays for our podcast. It's weekly. We promise. Without fail. Um, but yeah, that's all we got. So until the end of next week, and unless otherwise noted, my name's Jay Wilson, his name's Brian Wilson, and this has been The Weekly Wilson. Scoobop, be-doop, ba ski bop from uh, inside it was all right i thought so mm-hmm. goodbye aptly noted for the end of our podcast oh perfect yeah, this, this is what this there's is Yep. go ahead i was gonna say um there's always a like three seconds of sheer panic between me saying and this has been the weekly wilson and then <laughs> yeah. i need to come up with a song <laughs> Yeah, and it's really hard to scat to when it's a really slow song, huh? (laughs) Yeah, but you know, you make it work. And it also helps when we talk about a song within five minutes of the end of the episode. Yeah. Sometimes you just get the one-note wonder like that. (laughs) Was that two weeks back? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy.